The Productive Woman, Episode 343. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're going to talk about a few things we can do to get ourselves moving when our to-do list has us feeling overwhelmed. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 343. Someone has said busyness is a full-time job. And I think all of us kind of know what that means. Many of us have very full lives, sometimes trying to do multiple things at once. When you factor in the varied roles we play as an employee or a business owner, as a mom, a wife, a friend, a volunteer, a homekeeper, and so much more, it can be really difficult to find that right sweet spot between being productive and feeling completely overwhelmed. I've been thinking about that a lot. I've had some conversations with some people lately who, like me, have felt that way from time to time. So I thought in this post, I would offer five tips that we can all use to get the ball rolling, to get started when we're feeling paralyzed by overwhelm. So let's dig into those. Tip number one is start with a plan. It is crucial to know what you want, your goals and your objectives and your priorities before diving into the day-to-day tasks that need attention. That's why I think it's so important to build in time into our lives, into our schedules, to think about those things, to think about what matters most to you, to have that picture in your mind of what you want your life to look like and who you want to be in the world. So that can guide your decisions about how to spend your time and what to do when. If we are just reacting all the time, it's real hard to feel like we are making lives that matter, right? If we're just sort of dealing with things as they come at us with no guiding principles or, um, you know, no priorities in mind for the big picture of our lives. And we've talked about some of those things in the past. I'll try to remember to put links in the show notes to some episodes we did way back when about figuring out what those guiding principles are for us. But if we haven't spent the time to do that, we're not going to know, we're not going to have any sort of guidelines for making decisions about what to do with our time and what to do at what time. (laughs) So keeping that in mind, we still have to deal with the day to day, right? And when I find myself paralyzed by overwhelm at all the things that need to get done, and this happens, it happens sometimes in my legal practice when there are multiple competing client demands, several important things that need to all get done at the same time, or, you know, all have deadlines uh, in around the same time. And, you know, like you, I have other roles as well as my career. When that happens to me, I try to take a deep breath 
and then sit down and do just a brain dump. Get everything out of my head, all those things that need to be done that are swirling around in my head and causing me anxiety and, and overwhelm. Get them down onto paper or onto the screen so I can see it and then start to figure out what to do. And you can use an app like Trello or Google Calendar or any other calendar of choice, Evernote or any note-taking app to keep track of these things, to get them sorted out and figured out. Or you can just do what I do, and that's get out a pen and, and a piece of paper to capture those thoughts and then outline that plan of attack. So I, the first step is really just to sort of set a timer and, and write for 10, minutes or so, everything that's on my mind, every task that I realize I need to get done, every phone call I need to return, every thing I need to buy because we're almost out of it in the house, just whatever's on my mind to get it down on paper. And then I walk away for a few minutes and um, take a breath, get a drink of water, whatever. And then I come back and look at it and you, and, and you evaluate those things on that list in light of your own goals, objectives, and priorities, and make some very quick decisions about what things on that list can be deleted. Just you decide, I'm not going to do this thing, and which ones can maybe be delegated. That helps you weed down the list a little bit. And I'm, I'm kind of oversimplifying the process here. I've done an episode in the past. I can't think what the number is where I've talked about this process that I go through when I'm feeling overwhelmed. But the first step is to start with the plan to get it on paper, then make those quick decisions about what you're not going to do or what you're going to ask someone else to do. And then you can go on to the next step, which is tip two, and that is prioritize your tasks by importance. So once you've weeded out the things that you have decided not to do, and remember, you can decide not to do something that's on your to-do list. Um, it, it, as a side note, this really is a mindset thing. We, we can look at our life and our to-do list in one of two ways, and there's probably more than two ways, but two ways that come to mind right now. One is these are things I have to do these things. And the other is I can choose which things I'm going to do. Now, there may be consequences for choosing not to do certain things, but we do have that choice. We always have that control. We decide personally whether we can live with the consequences of the choices we make. And, you know, my, my encouragement to us all is to make those decisions consciously instead of just reactively. But anyways, setting that whole mindset aside, when we realize we have the power to choose and we've weeded out the things that we are not going to do, then quickly scan the list again to assign priorities to them. This will help you see the most important things to do first and those that can wait until later now that you've written them down so they won't be forgotten. Part of the stress and the overwhelm that comes when we have all these things to do is the stress of worrying that we're going to forget, that something's going to slip through the cracks because we're going to forget. Our brain gets stressed out because we've got all this stuff and what if I forget to do it and what catastrophe could happen? By putting it all down on paper, we deal with that. Nothing's going to get forgotten now because it's all right there. And so you have 
written it all down. You've weeded out the things you're not going to do and the things you're going to delegate to someone else. And now you've gone through and you look at the list and you think, all right, what are the things that are most important, most urgent need to get done now and which things can wait and I can quit worrying about them because I know I'm not going to forget them. Now, I'm not suggesting you spend a lot of time on this, putting them all in numerical order, because you can get really into the weeds of, okay, well, should this be number three or number four? And, you know, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about scanning the list, kind of grouping them roughly by urgency and importance. You can use this as an opportunity when you're feeling overwhelmed or stuck on one task um, because you've got everything on paper. You can scan the list and identify whether there's something that really, truly has to get done right now. And, you know, all caps right now, maybe paying a bill that's about to be delinquent or returning that urgent call from a client. You've got everything out here where you can look at it. And I keep going back to tip number one and starting with the plan. Um, But having that list there really is half the battle because you've got it all there where you can do something about it. When these things are floating around in our head, we can't do anything about them except worry. And worry is a distraction from getting stuff done. So, you know, scanning the list helps you identify what are those one, two, three things that absolutely have to get done immediately. And then you can take action on them. And once those urgent matters have been taken care of, you can feel free to go back into the list and start tackling the other unfinished work without being bogged down by the distraction of, of worry, of anxiety, of whatever else. So you've, you've started with the plan, the brain dump, you've prioritized them. And tip number three is to be realistic about what you can do with the time and energy you have at the moment. And here I'm really talking about addressing that, that feeling of the only word I can come up with is despair that we get when we look at something on our list and we know it's got to be done, but there's just no way I can get it done in the time I have available for it. Often it's because of how it's appearing on your list. If a task feels too daunting Take a look at it again. If it's one of those, it can't, I can't possibly get it done. Is it really a task or is it a project? And it's very important to understand the difference between a project and a task. A task is something that basically that can be completed in one place with one set of resources in one chunk of time. A project cannot because it's made up of multiple tasks. It has multiple pieces to it. So decluttering your house or even decluttering a room is not a task. You can't say I'm going to, well, you can, but it it can be difficult. Say I'm going to declutter my house today, or I'm going to declutter my kitchen today. That isn't a task. That's a project and a pretty big one at that. And it's the kind of task, and I'm using air quotes now, that shows up on our list and keeps getting bumped from one day to the next to the next because we don't know where to start and we just instinctively know it's so overwhelming. It's, uh, uh, it, I don't, I can't do that. So what you do, the way to make it happen and the way to get started is to break that thing down into smaller chunks that seem manageable to you. So progress doesn't get stalled 
uh, by overwhelm and a lack of motivation to get started. So, you know, using decluttering your house or as a, as a, an example, or say decluttering your kitchen, what are the steps that need to happen there? And I probably should have made a list in my outline for this, but, you know, break them down into the smallest pieces. Maybe, maybe the pieces you're going to break it down into is you're going to do one drawer at a time or one shelf on one cupboard or, you know, one, one section of your refrigerator at a time. And you break it down into the sections that you're going to work on for a period of time. Or maybe the first step is to do a survey and, and kind of get an idea of what you have and evaluate, you know, then what, what supplies you need, if you need organizing bins or things like that. I mean, there are little steps that you can take toward getting this done that can be done in 10, 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, or whatever time you have available to it. But by breaking down the, the project into separate discrete tasks, you'll actually motivate yourself to start making progress. It makes it easier to get started because you know, you can get that piece of it completed. And once you complete one piece of it, you start to feel that momentum and it gets easier to start on the next piece. Tip number four, once you have identified the task you're going to start with, whatever piece of the project it is, or whatever it is you've identified on your list, set a timer. Once you've identified and prioritized your tasks, chosen which one to start with, then adjust your thinking, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, part of what we get overwhelmed by is thinking, how long is it going to take me to get this thing done? It's just going to take too long. That absolutely can lead to overwhelm. So instead of thinking that, make the executive decision about how much time you're going to allocate to it. Um, decide I've got, you know, phone calls to return. I'm going to allocate 15 minutes to get that done. And then you set a timer and you get started, or I'm going to, you know, declutter my, the, this section of my pantry. How long is that going to take? There's so much stuff in there. Well, no, I have half an hour that I'm able to spend on that. And so that's what I'm going to allocate to it. And so set a timer and start knowing that when the timer goes off, you're done for that session. That can motivate you to work quickly, having that timer going. And you can use the timer on your phone. You can use the timer on your stove. There are various timers, uh, both digital and, and uh, analog kinds of timers that you can get to use. Or you can um, set up a playlist. So if, if the task is something that doesn't involve talking to other people, maybe you set up a playlist of songs that you really like that you find energizing and uh, that uh, and you choose songs that are uh, when you take them all together they last the amount of time that you want to spend on this project you turn on that playlist and you get started and when those songs have finished playing you're done so that's a, a way of setting a timer but again having a timer there can can motivate you to work quickly race to see how much you can get done in that period of time and it's easier to start when there's an end in sight. When you have an overwhelming task that needs to get done, it can be easy for it to feel like just a e never-ending 
time suck. But setting yourself up with deadlines in the form of a timer can help you stay focused and keep you energized and keep your productivity high throughout that day. So that's number four, set a timer. And finally, tip number five, and there are lots of other things we can do. And I'm going to ask you to share your best tips for getting yourself going. But tip number five is take a break. It is important to take time for yourself, even if that means just taking five minutes out of the day and doing something you enjoy, whether it's, you know, reading the news or having a cup of tea or catching up on social media, whatever it is that helps forestall burnout so that when work does need to be done again, there's energy in reserve to get that work done. And so scheduling breaks into your work. Some people like the Pomodoro technique and you can, uh, I'll try to put a link in the show notes to where you can learn more about it. But if you haven't heard of the Pomodoro technique, the basic concept is that you set a timer, you, 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 you do your work in 25 minute batches. So you set a timer for 25 minutes for a specific task. You work until the timer goes off and then you set the timer again for five minutes and you take a break. You get up and walk away from your desk or, you know, wherever you're working, take a break for five minutes and then you come back and do another Pomodoro, another 25 minute session and another five minute break. And I, I forget if it's after you've done two or three, however many you set it up of those 25 minute sprint work sprints and five minute break after you've done say three of them, then you take a longer break, maybe 15, 25 minutes or something like that. And then and, and so you break your work up into that. We are better able to stay focused for shorter periods of time. And the most of the stuff I've read about the Pomodoro technique recommends that sort of 25-minute type of thing with five-minute breaks. It lets our, our mind and our body kind of rest for a minute and process what we've been doing, and we can come back more energized and more able to focus again for the next session. So building breaks into your work schedule, your work time is an important piece of it. And it helps us to, I think, dread the work less, which makes it easier to start. Again, it's the whole thing of having, having an end in sight helps us to feel more willing to get started when it's not just this endless slog to get things done. So give yourself rewards as you achieve milestones in your work, whether it's the Pomodoro or, you know, whatever it is, even if it's just a cup of tea on the porch for 10 minutes after you've completed your first session on a particular project, it can be something small, but give yourself something to look forward to. It's a mindset thing, isn't it? As we work hard, we want something to look forward to. And, and sometimes just the satisfaction of getting the thing done is not enough. So build, build those rewards, take breaks, and it'll make it easier for you to get started and stay focused because you know it, it's not forever. It's just for now. 
So those are the five tips that I thought of as I was kind of thinking about this concept of what do we do when we are just paralyzed by all the things we need to do or by that one big overwhelming project, how can we get ourselves going? Start with a plan that and, and that mind dump, The prioritize the tasks on your list by importance, be realistic about what you can do with the time and energy you have at the moment, set a timer and take breaks. What do you think though? How do you get yourself going when you're faced with overwhelm that just paralyzes you? What are your tips and tricks that you can share with the rest of us? I'd love to hear from you. You can share those in the comment section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 343. Or you can post a comment or question about this on the Productive Woman Facebook page. If you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's a great place to have this conversation. Share share what you know with the rest of us, because I think we all face this at various times. I certainly know I do. Um, and so that's a great place to have this conversation about what's working and what's not working in terms of getting ourselves going when we're completely overwhelmed. If you prefer to share your thoughts about this or anything else for that matter with me privately, you can do that by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I read every email that comes in there and I will reply just as, as soon as I possibly can. And I'd love to hear from you. Speaking of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, if you're a woman who listens to this podcast and you're not a member of that group, I would encourage you to look into it. This is a private group where we can meet up and interact uh, more, more directly, ask questions, share information, insights, and encouragement, basically talk about pr- productivity and making a life that matters as we each define it. There are some great conversations going on in there. And, uh, it's a private group, which basically it's set up so that anybody can find the group on Facebook, but they can't, nobody can see who's in the group or what we're talking about, except those of us who are in the group. And so it's a, you know, a great place to find ideas and support and accountability and encouragement. And I appreciate all the women who are, who have been active in the group for low these many years, we've had it going for quite a while, but if you're not a member, please please find the group on Facebook, or I think you can go to theproductivewoman.com slash group. And that, I think that takes you to it and just click the join button. You'll notice when you do that, there are some questions I'm asking you, and it's important that you answer those questions, including, uh, clicking the button saying that you agree to, to abide by the very simple rules we have there to make it a, a safe and encouraging place on the internet. If you don't answer those questions, I can't approve you to join the group because unfortunately, as we all know, there are, you know, internet trolls that wander around Facebook trying to cause trouble. And I want this particular group to only be for women who listen to the podcast and who want to be a part of a community that is supportive and encouraging around these topics that we talk about. I love it because it's a place for me to hear from you. I, you know, I, 
I, I like doing the podcast, but it, this is just me talking to you. And I, I like to hear from you as well. I want to be part of a community, not just a person sitting behind a microphone talking to herself once a week. So uh, I would love to see you there. Enough about that. I think I think that's it. If, if uh, I could ask a favor of you, if you enjoy this podcast and uh, get something good out of it, I wish you would maybe consider helping me spread the word and grow the community. Tell a friend about the podcast, someone who maybe... Uh, hasn't heard about it and who might also enjoy the things we talk about here, show her how to um, subscribe and, and join us. Share an episode. You can do that using the social sharing buttons at the top of the show notes for each episode. Um, just click on it. And, and if, so if there's an episode you particularly liked and think the people in your um, social media circles might also enjoy it, you can share it um, with them on social by using those buttons uh, and maybe consider leaving a review in Apple, Apple podcasts or, um, you know, whatever podcast platform that you listen to it on. Cause sometimes people will try a podcast based on the reviews of the people who listen to it. So, uh, if you would do that, I would appreciate it very much. And that is it for this short episode of The Productive Woman. I just was thinking about these things and I wanted to get these out there to you, but I also want to start a conversation. So so do share your tips as well. In the meantime, thank you for, um, for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was worthwhile and you found something here that's helpful or encouraging to you. I do look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember... Extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.